soup. Cut that off before we get copyrighted. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Bo Oliver, joined here today with Aaron the Nerd Soup Monkey, and we are here to review part four of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, out of all the episodes so far, I think this one was my favorite. I think I'm starting to appreciate how the narrative and the plot is just very simple. Rescue missions, uh, seeing the early, early days of the Rebellion. It's just typical storytelling stuff. And I think that's what Star Wars always did so well when it was at its best. I do wish a lot of these moments had a bit more tension because I, I still think it teeters between scenes that are gripping and things that take me out of it because the acting's not so great or the writing's not as sharp. But like I said, I, I thought overall the directing in this episode was probably the best it's been there were some great fucking fight moments here especially with obi-wan and like i said pretty standard you know like it's kidnapped gotta get her out some confrontation yeah i mean i was kind of over underwhelmed with this episode a little i mean we're at episode four now and i've yet to be really like blown away or seen something i, I guess obviously the darth vader and obi-wan confrontation but even that was kind of like you know that was better in the flashbacks in the beginning of this episode yeah when he was in the back to tank and he's remembering it yeah i'm like oh he remembers it way more <laughs> it was way more intense than i remembered <laughs> the editing was so much better in his right. memory <laughs> yeah i was like that's awesome yeah i need to see that moment again darth vader staring into the flames i, I think even sitting with that episode a bit more I've appreciated uh, the way that Darth Vader kind of dominated that fight and a lot of people have been upset by that that Obi-Wan was weak but he hasn't done this in a long time and I think this episode showed he's starting to get his footing again mm-hmm. Um, so those parts I enjoyed, but overall, what didn't what didn't grab you about this episode? Um, I just think the like the the break in plan and the rescue mission was a little underwhelming. Uh, there was like we, there were some cool moments. Obviously, I think Obi Wan igniting his lightsaber and killing those stormtroopers for Leo that was pretty awesome. When the lights cut out, uh, I knew yeah. it was going to happen. I think everybody did, but yeah, it was cool. It's always if you ignite a lightsaber in a dark room, it's gonna it's always going to look cool. It's going to ignite me. So um, I thought, like, there was some definitely some cool moments sprinkled in, but the mission itself I felt very underwhelmed by. It was just very surface level. And you kind of, I guess if you like it, like, keep, keeping it to the basics, simple mission, got to get Leia, get out. But um, I really don't think much has But see, this, the moments like uh, when Talia is trying to get past the security, mm-hmm. I thought that could have been a better moment. You don't feel the tension there. There's a lot of easy outs when yes. these characters are performing these missions. That happens in everything. So right, I'm but, not uh, saying uh, it's specific to this, but... It's all about creating tension. Yes. You know, a lot of shows, we say it all the time, they follow certain cliches but they're able to create create tension and keep you on your toes. I, I think the best moment, the, the hero moment at the end, when those two, um, you know, the rescue pilots come to save them. I the thought that... R.I.P. Wade, man. R.I.P. Wade, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say that, I, I realize that he's gone. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a moment that caught me off guard. I totally didn't expect that. Oh, how, how is Obi-Wan going to get out of this? Is He'll he get just a comic series, don't worry. Force <laughs> Monsoon? Yeah, he's going to be the next big hero that they want the spinoff for. That's you got to be careful with these side characters, man. Don't want to turn them into martyrs, because then the fans get obsessed. But even when uh, Reva's interrogating Leia, that to me... <laughs> I thought a lot of the dialogue was clunky. Yeah, I, and I thought the performances there could have been strong. And I, I don't want to bully a kid, but... You love bullying kids. Uh, that is true, but only... You have in, your own little tomb of younglings. Only in real life, not in fiction. Mm. Fictional kids, I like to... You know, because they're already going through enough being child stars, right? Yeah. These kids I bully are spoiled, so mm-hmm. they need it. They and need yeah. to be humbled. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, when she's screaming for somebody to help her, I'm like... Man, you're about to be tortured and you're a child, and I, all I can think about is how annoying you sound. 
it's very hard to make me be annoyed by someone who's about to be tortured. And Reva's like, I'm going to do it. You did this to yourself. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I guess I got to really torture this fucking kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, like I'm evil, Christ. but I got <laughs> not that evil. What's wrong with me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Talia, uh, Tala is, she's pretty elite. Yeah. I, I love when people pull rank. I don't know why. No, it's fun. I'd love to do that to somebody. I liked in the beginning, too, like, the insight into the kind of, like, their uh, the little operation they got there. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, we still don't know who his character is, but I think a lot of fans have speculated on uh, who he's supposed to be. I'm not too sure who that is <laughs> or the name off the top of my head, but I think he's supposed to be a larger character in this universe from maybe Rebels or whatever. Okay. But, like, he's a good of, actor. Yeah. Uh, everything I've seen him in, he's been solid and he was excited on twitter this morning talking about him appearing in star wars it must be so cool to be an actor growing up with those movies and uh, yeah it was kind of neat to see what they were trying to do it's not the rebellion but it's by the end of this episode it becomes the rebellion pretty much you can almost pin it on obi-wan you know what and it also builds in kind of this hatred that leia has for the empire and a new hope because she's she is so ready to take this fight to them uh and now you see why you know she was almost fucking tortured by them and the the propaganda just she can't hide from it anymore but yeah, the underground fighters, it's always cool to see that, you know, Star Wars focuses on how just ragtag teams of, of people with hope can challenge an empire, and this is the beginning of it. Convincing him to help Obi-Wan was very easy. I had a wife. Yeah. Like, uh, damn. I got you. <laughs> it's all the uh, background information you need. All right. It's all the character development. We well, he's him. just pissed, and he's like, yeah, I'll just help you. Because <laughs> yeah, I am a good guy. I forgot about my wife, damn it. And you are a hero. Yeah. But I, I, I do call them general too. That was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, when he does come to in the Bacta tank, he was ready to get back in the fight, you know, and I think it, it is about how much he cares for Leia. But it was cool to see him, like I said, with a more of a pep in his step in this episode where he, he really did remind me of that old Obi-Wan from the prequels. You know, he's willing to sacrifice himself, get right back into the game, even though he has those injuries. And I, I was impressed. I was inspired by Obi-Wan in this episode. Yeah. I think that's why uh, I think it's my favorite episode of the series so far. I'm just a sucker for the hero refinding his his way. Yeah, and that was a cool moment too. You see him in the beginning struggling to use the Force, then he kind of it's kind of like a. I mean, we saw with Leia in Last Jedi, kind of like that. Um, you know that fight or flight type instinct where you don't use it until you have to, and then it kind of just comes out and is kind of like that last lifeline and uses it to save himself and Leia and everything like that. And yeah, I thought there were some cool moments sprinkled in, but overall, like I feel like just these episodes aren't when you only have six. I kind of expect more in each episode. I know. And we just are getting point A to point B to point C to point D in a very simplistic fashion. Could have been a movie. Could have been an email. If that's all, So many of these Disney Plus shows just could have been a movie. Mm-hmm. You think that with the increased budget for television, uh, with the, the way that they're shooting these series to make them look like movies because of the technology. And I think that this episode in particular, the base of the Inquisitors is beautiful. Yeah, I thought that looked very good. It really does feel like you're watching a movie. But yeah, from a storytelling perspective, it is so, it is very simple. And like I said, that's something I, I do enjoy, but I just wish the the route to point A and point B was more enjoyable mm-hmm. and it didn't take me out of it as much as it, it continues to do. But I think when it was the focus on Obi-Wan just simply saving Leia, that's where it really shined. And like I said, I thought the directing in that hallway scene was fantastic. The slow movements, the way that he's able to use the blasting, the blasters to take out the drone behind him while also still fighting the stormtroopers. I thought all that was so well directed. And even, even him holding back the cracks mm-hmm. and then skillfully just 
putting that flood on them. All of that to me was was great. Yeah. And I, I do look like how old he looks. You know, I like when fighters have to struggle a bit. You know, they sweat. You can see their age. Uh, the aging samurai. I always say it about Star Wars. That that's this is what I wanted from Luke. Just a little bit, just a tiny bit. <laughs> um, but I, I thought, like I said, all that was so well directed. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, like Luke, cut himself off from the Force, things of that nature, kind of disillusioned in the beginning. But he always had that when push came to shove. Uh, well, except for Benny Safdie. But other than that, he's been very willing Poor to, guy. to do what it like to help, and that's kind of the reason why he, you know, he leaves the back uh, back tank so quickly and doesn't allow himself to heal because Leia's in trouble. Yeah, and you know we need to do this. I, and I kind of did like the um, the one aspect of that interrogation I did kind of enjoy was um, I liked when Leia's talking about bail and everything, and obviously Reva's trying to manipulate her in some ways. But um, yeah, but for the like. I don't know, just from until we got to really Obi-Wan in action, I felt like there wasn't really much there. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with that. But you know what I did um, really like is when we got the look at the tomb of all the Jedis, the way that they were keeping them in those sort of cocoons, you know, like, it reminded me of Jurassic Park, you know, the, they were like fossilized, but it was disturbing. A museum. Yeah, it's a museum of dead Jedi. Yeah, I was waiting to see if like we saw someone we recognize. I, I didn't recognize anybody. So oh, you didn't recognize uh, Flurkin Durkin? <laughs> yeah. That's him. That's who I was waiting for. Yeah, there was obviously um, the young one there, which was, I don't right. know, yeah. it's a little disturbing to take that all the way from Coruscant just to put in your weird little trophy case, but... Well, I think they have done a good job of showing how fucked up the Empire really is. Obviously, they've always been the enemies here, but when Obi-Wan sees their flag in Episode 3, it is disturbing for him. It's unsettling. You know, obviously seeing this, what these Inquisitors are keeping here. <laughs> I keep saying it, that should have been the show, man. Them filling up that museum, as disturbing as it was, you know, it's just such an unsettling detail about what they're actually doing, you know, and, and why people need to fight and take them out. And it's not even like they're parading, like, the corpses around or showing them off the people as like a warning they're just keeping them for their own sick trophies the one the one guy he was a big boy i wonder where he was during all this just goes to show i mean like when it comes to this jedi shit size doesn't matter because you would think he would be a problem right yeah i wonder if he just slipped on a banana peel cracked his head open they just counted that as a as a dub <laughs> stormtroopers achieve all the playstation achievements and just have like this little collection of just dead jedis not luke though <laughs> or yoda bitch but, you know, going back to uh, the scene when Reva is torturing Leia or interrogating Leia, some of the dialogue there was clever. The way that she's trying to manipulate Leia and the way that Leia is able to combat that. Uh, even when they have the moment where she's trying to just, I guess, rip it out of her f with the force. Mm -hmm. And she says, what is this, a staring contest? I got to chuckle out of that. I also thought the way they tied in Reva putting the tracker on Lola was clever as well, because that's something I totally forgot about. And I thought some of Reva's humanity was coming out in that moment, that she is this character with conflict, and, and she truly does still acknowledge the innocence in Leia, even though she's willing to almost torture her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that she doesn't break Lola, that's such an easy setup, right? You know, she's got the drone, and she's trying to get information out of this little girl. I'm going to torture her by killing her pet right in front of her. But she doesn't. And then it comes back in the end that that's how she got the tracker I keep repeating myself but I just wish those a lot of these moments were a bit better because it's just Obi-Wan who really stood out in this episode for me and then Vader I thought the Vader scene at the end when he just walks in and he's huge and he's into, uh, screaming at Reva and he was he's terrifying <laughs> yeah he continued like it's so crazy we've seen this character for so long and he's so iconic and can still elicit such a powerful screen presence when he's on, when he's on screen um, he's always quick to 
<laughs> Quick to four stroke, but then he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Good plan. Right. You better, your next words, you, like they always yeah. say, choose them carefully. It really comes down to that when Vader's force choking you. The next thing you say better be, I know where one of your best friends is or I know where your children are. And even this like, moment makes me appreciate Tarkin even more because he's the only man besides the Emperor that's ever, hey, you listen to me. <laughs> I really would truthfully love a sitcom of how they became buddies. The Emperor makes them bunk. Maybe they're doing like some, like a boot camp for the Empire. You know, they need to yeah. work on their skills and they just butt heads at first, but come to respect each other because they're pals in A New Hope. And it is one of the funniest aspects of Star Wars that, that that's its only buddy. <laughs> and it's sad when you realize, you know, Luke just murdered Tarkin. You know, forget about the other millions on the Death Star. No. It's more about just, that was his one friend. But, like, because even in that room, everyone is like shook. Like, just oh yeah, no one would ever talk sideways to this man. And I do, you know, it's it's just like Vader in Empire Strikes Back. That's when he was at his most ferocious when he's hunting down family. And it's the same thing here. You know, it doesn't matter that Reva almost destroyed this base, that she's almost compromised so much of their power. It, it's all about just finding Obi Wan. So the larger picture doesn't matter to Vader, and I think that speaks to his conflict. You know, if he truly was this dark lord who who only cared about dominance and it, subjugating the universe he would pay more attention to the bigger picture but right now it's just this thing that he just can't it's the itch that he can't scratch and like i said it's it's very similar to what he goes through in empire uh, empire strikes back so i like that you know keep it simple I think but he's been the best part of all this so yeah. far and it's the obi-wan show i think yoda's just on dagobah I'm like oh i guess i don't think i'm important enough to come get me He's all sad. No, he's not sad. He just he thinks Obi Wan's an idiot because he's like, oh, everyone track wants you are Obi- getting. Everyone wants Obi Wan. <laughs> I feel like a little sad little green guy right now. Do we think Hayden Christensen is going to get a moment here? I think so. Yeah, three I, four I, episodes. I mean, like he had like he was on the press tours and everything, so I assumed he would be a bigger part up until this point. Obviously, Darth Vader is Darth Vader, but like all we've gotten so far is just shots of him in the tank. Right, which I also did like the way they put him in the tank and, you know, they juxtaposed it with Obi-Wan. But also, I wouldn't hate if he just got a shit ton of money to sit in a tank. Yeah, no, I mean, Not he even. definitely got north of a million. Just stand there and they CGI the tank. Yeah, no, that's easy money. It's Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man. You know, you're just in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. But this is even easier. You don't have to talk. <laughs> I, I do think he's definitely going to get a moment before this series is over. And we didn't even talk about the um, the shot of him in the robes in the last episode when Obi-Wan kind of sees him in the distance. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, you know, a lot of people love seeing that kind of the last way that Obi-Wan remembers Anakin. Now, they are truly two different people but i i definitely think you have to give him a moment where uh, and i think you do it just like rebels did it you yeah. know his masks his mask cracks and you see his face and obi-wan they lock eyes and i, I hope maybe they extend it because i think it is more important even though ahsoka obviously was such an important character to darth vader but for the mainstream audiences these are the two guys you know so uh, the show they need it they need that type of moment i think so too especially when it's billed as like the rematch of the century well that next fight is going to be yeah crazy I definitely think where they're just destroying shit around them like they were on Mustafar Uh, maybe it's on Mustafar man maybe uh, and you know what I think this fight is gonna end with Obi-Wan fucking him up again because that even builds in the line of when I left you I was but a student you know maybe this fight will be a reminder of when I'm at my peak I'm still your master (laughs) damn (laughs) bitch I think that'd be a cool way to end it you know and then you could see why Obi-Wan in A New Hope is a bit more confident you know it looks like he's got a bit more left in the tank right but from like a storytelling perspective though Reva is obviously the villain Right. Darth Vader. I thought what she did there was cool. You know, she blew up Wade. <laughs> no, we love Wade. <laughs> it was a cool move. Yeah. Give her that. Very good form. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for for her moment too, right? Yeah, so you she has so, to have her like Sith moment. So like Obi Wan's just gonna have this crazy battle with Reva, and then here comes Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like it well, seems if like because if they if they forego Reva, it's like okay, from in the greater Star Wars universe, obviously the more important characters are Obi Wan and Vader. That's what the fans want to see. But in this isolated show, in a vacuum, Reva is your villain, so she needs a moment too. Unless it like, I mean, with the way Star Wars does it these days, I wouldn't be surprised if her moment is something that's not very awe inspiring, mm-hmm. and that if if she's a character that ends up, like I said, they build her up, they build her up, and then they just kind of push her to the side because everybody wants to see Obi Wan and Vader. I could see them doing that. I have been more, you know, everybody keeps saying that she might be one of the Padawans in the cold open. But I do like this idea that she's privy to some information about the past between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and that she knows how to play Vader here. Because like I said, it was the perfect thing to say. You fucked up entirely that situation, but you put the tracker on the ship. So you know how to get Darth Vader, at least not on your side, but willing to let you breathe a, a few a few more breaths here mm-hmm. in order to, like I said, just just advance your position in the Empire. But I, I don't know. It's it, it will be interesting to see how they end up using that character and what her, her moment ends up being because I think at this point, I was waiting for her to do even some more fucked up shit in this episode. Like when she's running and she surrounds him, I wanted to see some crazy Force stuff. Because I feel like so far, we've obviously seen what she's willing to do. Basically, when she chopped that dude's arm off and holding that little section of Tatooine, like pretty much interrogating them. And then also when she follows Obi-Wan to the other planet in episode two. So, I mean, she's definitely ruthless in that sense. But um, I just hope that like we get a moment where it's not really her saying, but her actually like doing something that like invokes like fear. The way yeah. Vader does. Right. Um, and we only have two episodes left. So, you know, it, it's interesting how they're going to balance those two characters on the on the opposition with Vader and uh, Reva. I almost say Reba all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, if, if the end of the show is kind of this initial spark for what the rebellion is going to become, uh, I guess it does fit nicely within the, the universe of Star Wars. But I don't know if you necessarily needed that for this show. I'm just more so looking forward to reading people's comments on this episode. I think that this episode is going to be very divisive. I think people I are going to start to get a little a little antsy, a little afraid I'm of... I'm getting a little antsy. Yeah, because the last... You only have two episodes here left. If the first... If the last two are in step with the first four in terms of quality, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed with this show. The way you win over a lot of the audience is if these last two episodes are just the some of the best content you've ever put out over the last five years. I feel like time and time again, and obviously... Star Wars, Marvel, different, but it's Disney. With these Disney Plus shows so far, I feel like we always get to this point, five and six, or the last two, or that's when it's going to really kick off. And I often get left thinking... Yeah, by by the time you get to five and six, you're just not as invested as you were in the beginning. And it happened with pretty much every MCU show so far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a. I think it's a problem. I think I don't know if they're rushing them. I don't know if and a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, we're just being too harsh on them." And I don't think it's a bad show by any means. But no, I do nothing. think that it's this is it. This is all you got. They still have episodes five and six, so we'll see what type of finish they deliver us. But I think that a lot of fans may agree with you that even if they are great, you know what. What were we waiting for? It's sort of like the criticism of, uh, you know, people said that the way Cersei took out the Sparrows, that they just dragged it out throughout the whole season and then they had that explosive finish. But then the finish was so good that nobody gives a fuck anymore. So maybe Vader blows up a church in the context of comparing it to Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 
That's like a Wednesday for him. Though. I don't think that's beneath him. No, <laughs> yeah. I think he probably watched Cersei and thought, "Yeah, that's okay." That's impressive. Used, just would have killed him right away, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, he's a pretty powerful guy. But yeah, like I said, we have to wait for parts five and part six. They may blow our socks off, or they may stink. That would be a bummer, right? Imagine they come out there even worse. <laughs> no, that can't happen again. No, no way. Not with Star Wars. They always finish strong. They did that one time. Yeah, they should have just left well enough alone, huh? Great party, too, right? The Ewoks were banging the Stormtrooper helmets. I gotta Great say, food. every time I see that scene, um, uh, some of those fighters gotta be so fucking pissed that they're stuck on uh Forest Moon of Endor partying after the biggest victory in the world. Well, like, you know, Coruscant's probably just... Oh, yeah, dude, it's probably fucking lit. Mardi Gras times 10, <laughs> yeah. and they're stuck partying with teddy bears. But yeah, that sucks. Maybe that wasn't a great ending. <laughs> For the Ewoks, though. Time of their life. <laughs> Damn. We were making some good points in that video. Hey guys, Iron and Nerd Suit Monkey here. Before we end this video, I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. What can I say about you guys that I haven't already said about myself? You are the most important part of the channel and the main reason we keep going strong. Like Bo says, you keep the lights on in the fridge, so the fridge is full. Or, or something like that. So, from everyone here at Nerd Soup, I'd like to thank you guys for your continued support. If you're interested in joining the ranks of our patron supporters, head over to patreon.com slash nerdsoup and check out the rewards we offer to our patrons. We recently dropped some new stickers for you guys to check out, or you could choose a tier that will allow you to select a movie, show, or video game for us to review. We've got a full slate of fan-suggested reviews coming your way, and we're really excited about the chance to review some of those movies and shows. We've also got t-shirts, mugs, behind-the-scenes videos showing how we bring our videos to life. And once again, thank you to all our Patreon pledgers who have been supporting us throughout the years. Without you, we wouldn't be able to convert all your pledges into cryptocurrency, so thank you from my future self for making us rich.